greetings, Laura Holiday. Greetings, greetings. Sorry to be late. Hey, well, you're traveling all around Europe, so it's hard to get a hold of you. You're a hot commodity in your. I am here. trying to do my best. I am the the soccer reporter on the beat. Yeah, so you've been having to travel around to all the the matches on the pitch. That's right. Trying to do that. Trying to act like one of the cardboard cutouts in the crowd. That's good. Have you seen the NBA thing they've done? It's pretty interesting with the, they like, I don't know if they're real fans or they're manufacturing fans, but there's like a screen around the stadium. It's really interesting. They're, uh, yeah, I know that they talk about letting, trying to get some, um, that they could project, but then they were running into problems with, well, if we film them anywhere, we're going to violate COVID-19 regulations. So, oh, oh yeah. I, I haven't heard the latest on how they're trying to pipe in real fans. There are just images of them cheering on the side, but it's funny because every other seat is open. So you wonder if maybe they're just trying to even virtually be COVID-19 compliant. It sounds like they are. Sounds like they are. Um, Everyone, we're going to have a special guest again, back by popular demand. Um, Our viewership grew exponentially <laughs> um, because of Felix Kloman's uh, wise words. So he's going to come back on. Felix is going to be our, he's going to be on the beat, but he's going to be our NBA bubble. He's going to tell us all about the trouble in the bubble. Um, so that way we can keep our fingers. You know, the youth of America seem to have better stories than we do, Gary. Uh, they often do. I'll tell you. And, and you, he, with him and, you know, a, about to enter college and and actually be playing basketball he's connected (laughs) to all that and we should let everybody know how it is you know this young man oh yeah he's not just a strange uh 18 year old he's one of my best friends son um and they have been active viewer uh listeners to our podcast and he's interested in studying sports broadcasting and so we talked and that's how it all happened so He's not just a strange 18-year-old <laughs> that we found. He's uh, my best friend's son. That's probably that's probably good, Gary. You're right. I, I refer to him as your nephew to anybody who, who asks, but I guess that's a bit incorrect. Uh, nephew, we could go nephew. That's, that's uh, safe when you're traveling around doing the beat. He let's should, uh, go let's get it. started. Yeah. Yeah. So he, Felix is going to join us here in just a second, um, and when he does, we'll get his story from the bubble um i guess what we can start with a little bit in the nba that i would like to say is that if you've been watching most of the players have been kneeling um and this time around this one week we've had only three players stand um and t- t- one player two coaches and um interestingly enough do you know much about that gary you want me to talk about it yeah no go ahead and take it um, so Greg Popovich, who's been very, very outspoken about the Black Lives Matter movement, um, stood uh, stood with Becky Hammond, the, who they think maybe could be the first female NBA head coach someday. Mm-hmm. They stood up, and the media asked why, and they won't say. They won't. They won't talk about it. Well, yeah, and I, and so that piece I did see, and I, I I'm really puzzled given his level of of activism and. Um, you know, to, to, to use the term that I know is being overused, woke. Um, you know, he <laughs> certainly has 
has shown interest for many years in these causes. So I'm, I'm really interested, especially with Becky Hammond, who, who I think would be a wonderful head coach. Yeah, she would be. And I'll love to know if they'll ever break their silence about why they stood. And then the other guy to wrap this up was uh, a center for the Orlando Magic. And he said uh, because of he's a pastor and his connection to Jesus and the apostles, something connected to that is why he stood, which was kind of interesting. There's a lot of articles about it if you want to read it. But without further ado, the youth of America is here. Felix Kloman in the house. Felix, how are we? Well, glad I can make the cut to make it back. Nice to nice to hear from you guys. Yeah, you were uh, back by popular demand, Felix. That's right. So we had to we had to bring you back. Oh, so Felix, happy to hear it. What's going on? NBA bubble? Any trouble in the bubble or any um, excitement you you know of? Yeah. So it was kind of a uh, letdown of an opening weekend bubble weekend for me, just because I was working so much, so I was not able to watch. Um, as many games as I wanted, but I definitely got to catch some of my Celtics game, and we were playing seven versus five out there with the refs, so Giannis was getting cheesed, so that was frustrating for sure. Tatum looks horrible, but uh, yeah, I wasn't able to watch as many games as I wanted, but uh, it's definitely been super cool to watch so far. It's totally like different, like, I don't know, it just feels like a totally different game out there with the new setting, so, but yeah, I've been enjoying watching for sure. What do you think about the fans that are on screens around do you think that helps or doesn't help yeah i just i was wondering if they're like pre-screen fans to make sure they're not doing anything weird because i just feel like you know there's a lot of people out there like they get on the screen they start going crazy when they know they're on television but i mean it's been cool i i saw like they started pumping some crowd noise in there too so it didn't feel like totally weird but i didn't for me i'd rather just hear the players talk i know but (laughs) i mean when you got like eight-year-olds watching and you got like Guys like Joel and B and all those dudes out there just dropping f bombs left and right. You probably can't do that, so but it, it would it would be cool. It would be cool. You know, LeBron and Kawhi were really talking when they played each other. Did you? Oh uh, yeah, you... I saw those clips. Like LeBron would drive and Kawhi's like all ball, all ball. So it, it was cool to see those guys go back and forth. LeBron actually played a little defense that game too, which was uh, <laughs> surprising, pleasant surprise. Yeah, he had to bend his knees. He's an old man. Um, yeah. <laughs> any interesting stories, anything you found, anything going on, anybody jumping the gate, going to strip clubs or anything exciting? Yeah, no one jumping the gate, really, for me. I mean, I just I have like a new favorite team other than the Celtics was the Thunder. I watch. I don't know if you guys did watch their game against the Jazz. I didn't watch the Thunder, no. Yeah, but I don't know. They're just like a killer team for me. They're my like sleeper pick. So I'm like getting on that train now before I feel like they make a deep run in the playoffs. They got like CP3, Gallo, some vets, and then they got like SGA like some young guys there. So like, I don't know that, that was just my takeaway from the first bubble games I watched. I just, I feel like they're going to make a sneaky little run to the Western conference finals. You know what? That's my, well, that's, that's my hot, hot take of the day. That's a hot pick Felix. You know, what's crazy that you're saying that is that a lot of people are saying that um, on the, especially in the betting world. So everyone's saying the best sleeper you can do is put the o- Oklahoma City to go through. They they all think they're the sleeper team. So nice work. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that. I thought that was just me with that idea, but it's good to know that's backed by uh, some others as well. I don't know. I just was watching them, and I really like how they play, and I feel like, yeah, I would definitely, if I was a betting man, uh, that would definitely be my pick. But no, no, I didn't really hear any – any more drama stories? I feel like with the game starting up, I feel like players are starting to like settle in and lock in. But uh, 
yeah, nothing, nothing on that front. Well, you know what I've noticed a lot of is when they're showing the what they do for fun. I think they're all like fishing. Every single one of them seems to be. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, I do have a story. So I, I don't know if you guys read this, but Adam Silver. This is another reason why he's just the go commissioner. He actually put more fish in the Disney pond so there'd be enough fish for all the NBA players to catch. <laughs> so, so he literally, he literally pumped the pond like full of fish so all the NBA players could like be entertained and fish like sufficiently, which I thought was just like above and beyond. Meanwhile, I got like the MLB can't even figure stuff out. Like the commissioner is freaking out, and then you got the freaking Adam Silver Silver over here like pumping fish in the pond to keep players happy. So I just so thought that was true. crazy. That, That's why they're all fishing, Gary. They're that, fishing fish. uh, that is great. And I told Felix, I've told Laura before, I, I, I think Adam Silver does a lot of things right. And just something like that, something seemingly small shows – you know, quite a quite a bit uh, different approach than from Manfred Rob 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 Manfred over in uh, Major League Baseball. I, it's a great little story. That's a good story. yeah. Stock in the I mean, pond. I think it's no, I know it's crazy. I think it's just like little things like that show how he's like really he's more like a player oriented commissioner than like he's for the owners. So I just think like little stuff like that is like power player. I'd be like, oh, it's pretty cool. I'm like, this is the guy that's running the league. So I don't know. Yeah. And also cornhole. Corn, I've been a big cornhole guy this summer, yeah. so to see like guys like Tyler Harrow out there playing cornhole, Joel Ingles, I was like, damn, just like just like me. So <laughs> that's 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 cool to see too. And, yeah, they're having a lot of fun. They are having fun, but the the cornhole though I read is is quite vicious and cutthroat. <laughs> oh yeah, I would I would say you can't play cornhole without it being cutthroat. I play with my friends, and yeah. at this point we're so addicted to betting on it, we can't even play without money. See? And yeah. <laughs> That there's definitely um after we play we definitely have to take a little break from each other just how heated the conversation can get. <laughs> it's true, Felix. Can I ask you one one question um, that I've been wondering about now now that we can see games and we know it's different even though they're trying to bring in virtual fans and cardboard cutouts and um, crowd noise that it is still closer to a, a practice in some ways as far as the lack of noise and there is no crowd then game time so you you hear the squeaking shoes you hear the the smack talk more how as a player and and you are an elite player well, how do you think that affects you does it have an effect at the beginning of the game but you get better is it you know what do you think what are your thoughts in watching and in playing yeah i think I think it just really shows who can hoop and who can't hoop. So, like, one of my favorite Instagram outlets about basketball was saying this, but it's just, like, when the setting's super different, like, the people, like, the cream of the crop, the guys who are, like, really, like, bucket getters and, like, about scoring the basketball, like, those guys are going to rise to the top. While, like, I feel like that's why you see LeBron struggling because his game's really around, like, bully ball and slashing and, like, everything's so, like, tight and compressed. Like, you're on, like, it feels the court probably feels a little smaller, like you're in a new setting. So, like, he's been struggling. And then you got guys like TJ Warren who went off for 53 who's just, like, about a bucket and can score. So, like, I feel like it just really brings, like, the guys to the forefront, the guys who are, like, pure scorers hmm. can really put, like, the ball in the bucket. Because it's just, like, a different setting, so it's just going to come down who can get you a bucket, really, like a tough bucket. And I feel like that's what that's what the games, I feel like, for me, have shown, who's really, like, a scorer. And that's why, like, guys like Dion are doing all right, too. So, well, that's, hmm. that's like, that's one thing I noticed. Yeah. Well, I, I think those that's great insight. It's, it certainly reminds me of, of Jordan in The Last Dance and how – um, how he approached every practice and the guys would get mad at him because he treated practices as games often. 
because he said you never let up. Yeah, I mean, that, I, yeah, that's like the perfect instance of where you're like, you should practice like you play because now you're literally playing like you practice. Yep. Yeah. So Great. the turns of table. So, so Great true. Point. Great point. Great point, Felix. Good insight. Thanks for joining us. Um, yep. Felix is off to work now. Good job, Felix. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little late. My boss is going to kill me, but it was oh. definitely worth it. So I appreciate <laughs> you guys having me on. Get All going. Right. Thanks, Felix. Work hard, Felix. Ha- See ya. Well, do. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye. That's a good insight. Felix is right. It's totally like if you're good on a on the playground, right? That's who's good in these games. Yeah, because you don't need a crowd to get amped up to, you know, to help you score, so to speak. Um, and and the refs don't get caught up in the, you know, the 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 energy of the stadium or the arena either. So it's oh, it's interesting. Pure pure ball, maybe. Okay. Well, yeah, what do so, we have next? Nice job. Yeah, so one final thing on the NBA just is that um, we, which was pretty cool, is the opening day for the WNBA. A lot of NBA guys got these orange WNBA silhouette sweatshirts. Yeah. And they all wore them. So I'm talking like LeBron, all the big names were walking around the bubble in the, the women's basketball sweatshirts, which I thought was a cool move um, and really supportive. Yeah, I I really like that as well. And I think we've seen... In the beginning, uh, when the WNBA was in its infancy, uh, there wasn't much love coming out of the Mm-mm. NBA. And, and certainly in the last five years, I think we've seen a pretty nice increase in cross-marketing as well as support from the guys. So yeah, which I is applaud cool. that. You bet. So moving on to <laughs> the disaster that is the Major League Baseball League. Um Half the teams are out, it seems, with uh, COVID-19. It's like kind of, it's a perfect study, I think, for going back to school. Because <laughs> the second they all got together, everybody had COVID-19, which I think could happen in our schools. Oh, so man. what's your thought on what's going on with the major leagues? Well, I, 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 as I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, I brought up Rob Manfred, the, the commissioner of baseball. Uh, he's spinning out of control. And I, I'll read to you, he was interviewed um, by uh, Carl Ravitch of ESPN yesterday, um, who who asked, you know, should we you know, p- pull the plug on this? Um, you know, there's 17 postponed games in the first 10 days. 17, oh and they have 60 days to pull. I mean, they're they got to be quick. They have no grace time, is what everybody no, no, said. No, the, yeah, they have 50 more days, and they already have 17 games. They have to extra games now that they have to play. Well, Manfred's response, Laura, was really troubling. He said, we are playing. Okay. Then the players need to be better, but I'm not a quitter in general. And there's no reason to quit now. We have to, we we have to be fluid. This is manageable. This is not what the players need to hear, nor is it a a guy they're going to get behind. No, I mean, pretty soon they're going to have to call it just based on hours in the day, right? Yes. Or, <laughs> or and I've wondered, I, I actually did a little bit of research on this. I'm, I can't find, would they play less than 60 in the event of COVID? Is, is 42 okay? Or you know, I'm yeah. making it up, but I don't think so. I think it's all based on 60 games and they're in trouble. We're, you know, we're, we're 10 games in. Yeah, they're in big trouble. And I wonder, in, sorry, 10 days. Go ahead. is there a critical mass 
like you know what I mean like what statistically you know baseball has more math excel spreadsheet guys than any sport True. I wonder what it what's the number of games you have to actually have for it to have shaken out who the real teams are that should make the playoffs you know like there maybe is a statistical number I'll be interested if they have to back off 60 and and bring it down a, a bit yeah you, yeah you wonder if what is that next lowest number and there's there is one right I mean look yeah. soccer does double uh, elimination um uh, I'm losing the word double elimination contests. Um, we know that they it can be done, but in baseball, which is so numbers driven, yeah, would they be able to play fewer games? I, I think so, but I, I'm not a numbers cruncher for yeah. baseball. We'll see, I guess, if how yeah. this continues to play out. Yeah. It's a nice little microcosm for what happens when you try to let people travel and have freedom and then bring them all together inside of a building. <laughs> it's, it's playing out similarly to how everything else plays well, out. Um, and, and I will say that uh, Toronto is probably not too sad that, uh, <laughs> or, you know, the, the Canadian authorities are the ones that said it, but yeah. that, that they won't allow the, the players up there, but I don't Those know. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how this um, goes down the road. On to another league that's, the the players conscience that are uh, is pretty smart these days um the nfl we're seeing a lot of players start to opt out of a season that i don't know will even pull get pulled off based on what i'm watching with major league baseball but tons of guys are pulling out big names too yeah and what the patriots made the the big headlines they have four players um who are opting out the big names dante hightower right mr february yeah. Um, you know, and he's a team captain, yeah. um, you know, star linebacker for them. And, and he said, I'm opting out. I'm, I'm not going to play. Uh, followed by one of their tackles, I think, Cannon, Mark, Marcus Cannon, I think. Maybe, uh, but, gosh, uh, McCor- um, Devin McCourt, the, the, uh, the d- defensive guy. He's out. I mean, he's big out. And, big and a running back. Brandon Bolden, fullback, Danny Vital. I, I don't know how they're going to field the team. Did you read the article that they're doing it on purpose so yes. they can get <laughs> Trevor Lawrence um, from from Clemson? Clemson, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that they can tank the season. They're they're star players now that that Brady's gone. Um, I'm sure that's not what Cam Newton wants to hear, but no, it's so not what his ego wants to hear. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah. And there are players from other teams. I think the other one that for me that comes to mind is um, uh, a star, at least solid tackle Andre Smith for the Ravens. Um, he too has said, yeah, I'm not going to do it. And and now that makes the, the Ravens are, are thin on the offensive line. So I'm with you. We're a month away from starting the NFL. Mm hmm. Baseball is a disaster, and we have some key names opting out before this thing gets started. They're kind of they're the Toronto, if you will, of Oof. the NFL. Yeah, smart, mm-hmm. I think. Um, all right, NHL, which we we want to cover because they're playing uh, hockey. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, they're playing in like little tiny places in bubbles in Canada. That's why none of you have heard of it. Um, they're hap- it's happening. You NHL fans out there. Um, you know, because they're playing hockey. Um, first ever player in the NHL to take a knee happened yesterday. 
Um, and he was given a microphone to say why Black Lives Matter in the NHL, which is pretty cool. But it was the first time anyone's ever taken any. Five percent of the players in the NHL are people of color. Ninety five percent are white. Yeah. Yeah, those are quite the numbers. Um, do you what, what's the reaction, Laura? I, I, I'm not up to speed on the NHL story. Do you know what the reaction is? Minimal. I mean, kind of. I, I don't know about you, but I barely get news about the NHL happening. This came up, um, came up on CNN or MSNBC. They mentioned it, but I didn't even know it happened. And I watch sports news a lot, you know, so the reaction must be pretty minimal. Um, they're really in little bubbles up in Canada. Yeah. Again, the NHL is probably going to pull it off because they did the same thing similar to what NBA, the NBA is doing. And they haven't had any issues. They haven't had players come down with COVID. They're, they're skating on through. No well, it, it's Minnesota Wilds, um, Matt Dumba, who's the who's the player who, who knelt. So listeners, let's all uh, Google that. Yeah. Um, and and sure. for me, that comes up on on the Canadian CBC website. So they're covering it pretty heavily. Um, but first player, pretty crazy. The first player. Yeah. Thanks wouldn't for bringing that, that up. The, yeah. I mean, wouldn't have that, thought that was fact. Yeah. It gives me a little homework to to do i'm interested to dig a little deeper in the nhl now thanks hey you're welcome um all right our final um homage to europe uh gary's been on the beat he's in france now following soccer closely he's going to give us some updates from european football uh you bet well arsenal and chelsea i mentioned last week going to the fa cup final arsenal came from behind to beat chelsea um, in, in a pretty tough fought game. Uh, I also mentioned Christian Pulisic um, from uh, the American uh, who plays for Chelsea. And some wonder if Chelsea might have won. He left the game early due to injury and didn't come back. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a big deal. He was helped off. Um uh, that you know, there, there's not a whole lot of information yet. They're saying it's not serious, but Chelsea lost the game, um, and and we'll never know if they they could have hung in there. Wow! Um, if he had around, yeah. If he had, so so here we are. You know, we you and I discussed it a week ago. He's becoming the star and uh, couldn't finish sadly the game. So anyway, Arsenal took that, um, and if I move into um, a study that was done that you and I talked about briefly, Laura, uh, on European soccer, a study of the commentators and the, the words they use to describe the, the black players versus the white players. What'd they find out? Well, uh, there is a, the words that, that seem to be at odds are strong versus intelligent uh, I think you might be able to guess who the commentators usually refer to as intelligent right? and who they refer to as strong or athletic. Hmm. Um, so they found clear bias. Um, and and, and you know, to, to be clear, uh, nobody's being accused of, of outright racism here, that this is most likely um, due to implicit bias right bias right. that is unintended but but it's clearly there so a study from this past season 
Um, 2,000 remarks by several commentators of over 600 players played in 80 games. Wow, that's a really comprehensive study. It's pretty comprehensive. And there was one, a pretty, the last comprehensive one was done in the U.S. about 15 years ago. And this, the findings are similar, that white players are usually praised for their brains and their worth, work ethic and their leadership, intelligence. Sadly, black players are often criticized for not displaying leadership. Hmm. Um, but then the positives that are associated with the black players um, are are usually around what brawn and strength and size and speed. And they receive often as much praise as white players, but that praise is is surrounded by this idea of their physicality well, versus their intelligence or leadership. Which is interesting because it just goes along with, it's not overt, but it's that tiny implicit bias that continually put, just shifts everything and thoughts and mentalities, right? It, it doesn't get in the way of those things. It just kind of keeps shoving that down the road, which um, is probably something the sports broadcasters will have to think about. And hopefully they'll have some sort of training or something to think about that. Yeah, and they really do, Laura. I'll make a, a a comparison here to the NFL, you know, you and I have talked more than once about the Rooney rule and how there's some tweaks going to the next season. Right. Right. Well, this study, what, what the authors of the study, I think they want their main takeaway to be is that this has implications potentially for black players going into coaching and managing that yeah. if their whole career, they're viewed as fantastic athletes but uh they weren't the best leaders or they aren't the smartest guys right just sets that up perpetuates it but it could right and i think that's that's the, the as i say the big takeaway in the study when four to, you're four times more likely if you're black to be praised for your strength and seven times more likely for your speed hmm. um, and again there's the outright criticism of of lack of leadership um from, the, from some of the black players. So I think it's a powerful study. Um, again, it supports one or, or, or is similar to one, at least the findings are from the U.S. 15 years ago. And I do hope that that you know, it's truly looked at and studied. It was made available to all of the soccer um, clubs Good. over here in Europe. So I do think that there are probably some commentators who read this and their jaws dropped. Yeah, at and least, they didn't know. Yeah, of right, course. At least you hope. So anyway, that yeah. is our, our update. Congrats to Arsenal. Sorry, Chelsea. Next yeah. year. Next year. Next year. Well, all right. So our final thing of the day is our question. So please participate out there with us. Um, if you've watched anything or at all any game for the NBA, you've seen that a lot of players have chosen to put – one of 29 approved messages on the back of their jerseys. You'll also see that some players chose not to and to keep their own last name. So Gary's going to share with us a few of the choices. You cannot do anything outside of these choices. Um, and then Gary and I are going to pick the one we would put on the back of our jersey if we were in the NBA. Well said, Laura. Well said. Um, and again, if you don't pick one of these 29, um, it, it, you're an NBA player who doesn't. 
the alternative is your name, correct? Correct. Yeah. So here are the 29 uh, Black Lives, uh, some of them, Black Lives Matter, say their names. I can't breathe. Vote. Justice. Say her name. Um, see us, hear us, education reform, speak up, how many more? So you get the idea. Yeah. Um, respect. Um, and and you, you commented, Laura, on uh, or, or told me off air about uh, the different languages you can use. Yeah. So the Mavericks, every Maverick, because they're a pretty connected team, they all chose to do equality together. And so each one of the players has their native language. So like for Luca in Slovenian, it says equality. So yeah. keep an eye Great. out for that. It's interesting. Great. All right, Gary, what would you choose? Well, I think, you know, being in education, I think I have to, to, to go education reform. I'm really impressed that that made the official list of 29. And I believe that, you know, when we talk about uh, systemic racism, I think that within education, that's where we can make a big difference. And I think we're falling short in that arena. So education reform, just given what I do and, and you know, what, where my passions lie, that would be it. How about you? Well, it seems there might be a reason we do a podcast together. Education reform, hands down. I've, I've done a lot of work around social justice and all kinds of things. And I always come back to if education, if there's equity in education, um, things change, you know? And so I was so excited that some of the players had that on the back of their Jersey. So me too, I would have education reform. Um, yeah, again, we're, we're like-minded in that, you know, for me, justice now is an interesting one. You could do, you know, justice was one and justice now. Um, I prefer justice now to justice. That'd have been my number two. Uh, but I, I can't go with anything other than Ed Reform. Me too. Good choice. Right. <laughs> um, well, thanks for joining us, everybody, A Day in Sports. Um, we will be taking next week off, so try to get your sports news somewhere else if you can stand it. We're sorry. <laughs> um, but we'll be back the week after with probably two weeks' worth of exciting um, information for you. We'll, yeah, we'll see if, if Major League Baseball is still in operation, and we'll have right. maybe a, a – a more me meaningful NHL update. Yeah, those two things we can promise you. Um, so anyway, uh, it was fun. Good to have Felix back. Laura, yep. you enjoy the next two weeks and you and I will reconnect. Sounds good. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Thanks.